Let's talk about why working harder might not be working for you and the three things that are keeping you stuck. Not just this, but how to change them quickly on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Happy Saturday morning and I hope that you are spending it in a way that makes you happy and fulfilled. Now today we're talking about why working harder might not be working for you and the three things that are keeping you stuck in place and not just this but how to change them quickly. First I want to open with a little story about a 24-year-old entrepreneur that had some really messy beliefs about work, about business, and about making money. Now, this entrepreneur started out with a baby on the way. He had no previous business training, which is the same place that many people start in business. So he thought, well, if I'm really going to make it in business, the one thing I have to do is work really, 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 really hard. And when I think I've worked hard enough, it's time to double down, push myself into burnout and keep working harder. So this entrepreneur would wake up early in the morning, 6 a.m. and he would work all day long, all day long at his laptop. He was building the website. He was learning how to generate clients. He was building all of the landing pages. And not a ton was really happening. So you know what he did? He thought, I must not be working hard enough. So instead of getting up at 6 in the morning, he said... I'm going to get up at 5 in the morning. And if I get up at 5 in the morning, my business is going to grow faster. So he started getting up at 5 in the morning. And even though he was kind of a little bit hazy at the time, you know, it was kind of tough because now he has a new child. And of course, newborns don't really sleep that much. And everything just seemed very, very stressful for him. And again, Nothing was really too crazy happening. He was starting to see, you know, the, the, the beginning bits of things starting to happen in his business, but nothing too crazy. And the craziest thing was, even though he knew that he should have taken the money that was coming in and reinvested it back into his business, which he did sometimes, a lot of times he would blow it. And then when he blew the money, he would be in a really bad position where he'd have to make more quickly. So what he thought was, you know what I'm going to do? I must not be working hard enough. 
So instead of getting up at five in the morning, I'm going to get up at four in the morning and that is going to solve my problems. So he started getting up at four in the morning and now he had lots of time to read. He had lots of time to work on his business, to tweak the fonts on his landing pages, to uh, rewrite the copy a hundred times and to really keep himself busy. And he would keep himself busy sometimes until midnight. But then something crazy happened. He had this realization that he could probably get up one hour earlier. So you know what he did? He started getting up at three o'clock in the morning. He would take out his frustrations on that his business wasn't moving fast enough or that he was having financial troubles. He would blame it on everything outside of him, right? Because everything was stealing his time and in order to make it in business, you have to work all the time, right? So he started getting up at three in the morning. Yes, he was awake more hours, but he found himself being very unproductive because he was living on a lack of sleep. And there was always enough money in the bank account to pay for the groceries or buy his daughter some formula, but not really anything beyond that. Then he was in Costa Rica with a group of clients for his fishing business. And he told one of them proudly, I get up at three in the morning. Now his clients were multi, 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 multi millionaires. They said, why would you ever get up at three in the morning? And he said really, really proudly to work on my business. They looked at each other and laughed and he couldn't figure out why. What he didn't know at the time was that sometimes working harder doesn't work. Now, if you hadn't figured it out by now, uh, of course, this was a story of my first year in business, which was a complete dumpster fire, you know, a lot of learning and figuring it out as I went. And living under this impression that the harder I work, the better things are going to go is actually a freaking nightmare. And I'm going to teach you how to put an end to this mentality. So oftentimes, the first reaction that we have when we have a bad situation is to work harder. We think I'm going to stay up later, I'm going to get up earlier, I'm going to put in even more effort. And what we're saying is I'm going to exert my body even harder based on the same mental program that got me into this mess in the first place. So why doesn't working hard work? Well, now I'm not saying to just, you know, sit on your couch and, and watch Netflix, right? I'm not saying don't take action in your business. I'm not saying any of these things, right? What I'm saying is that if you're hustling and burning yourself out only to, you know, live in this state of dissatisfaction where what you have is never enough, it's time for change. And I can hear somebody screaming at their speakers in their vehicle or their headphones right now going, you don't understand me. And we're going to talk about that in a minute because that is number three of the three reasons why you're stuck. So yes, this has been a big lesson that working hard is not really the answer because guess what? Some of the richest people I know that have the most free time, you know what they do a lot? They golf. Why? 
because their money's coming in all the time no matter what because they have systems in place in their business life, in their financial life. They're very organized, but it goes even deeper than that. So if we could imagine, and if you're really stuck right now, I would really suggest staying around to the end of this because this is going to potentially be, hopefully, a turning point in your life so that you don't have to go through burnout one more time. As someone who's been through burnout many times, it's not necessarily an enjoyable experience. So what you need to understand is that these problems come down to two things, thinking and behavior. Okay, so we know, and I say this all the time, that when the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are at war, the subconscious mind is going to win every single time. Not only this, but the subconscious mind is responsible for 95% of what you do on a day-to-day basis. So if you're waking up in the morning and you're pushing against the subconscious mind, if your conscious desires are against your subconscious program, I only have two words for you and they are this, good luck. Because you are up against, you know, the thousand pound gorilla that is the subconscious mind. Do you know what a thousand pound gorilla gets? Anything it wants. So why do I say this is because we think that working hard is the answer, but here's a few alternatives. And I want you to understand this. First and foremost, your brain's job is to keep you safe and to keep things familiar. Its job is to keep you inside of your comfort zone because it is what has kept you alive up until now. So if your brain sees new things, okay, it really doesn't like new things and it doesn't like change. So when it sees new things, it actually is going to flash this siren in your brain that's going to go red alert, red alert, potential danger, potential danger. Meanwhile, your conscious mind's like, whoa, yeah, new money making idea, cool. But the subconscious mind might have some messy ideas around this and a lot of this has to do with how we're raised, right? So in order to keep you quote unquote safe, as I use air quotes while I'm sitting here, I need you to understand that the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's hurting you and what is good for you. It just knows that what you've done up until now has kept you safe and it has a very primal uh, survival mechanism, okay? It is a survival mechanism. So if it sees growth and new things as potential danger, well, guess what? It's going to find a way to put a stop to this at any given time. So. When I was getting up at absurd hours of the morning, which I never really do anymore, I mean, I get up early, but I don't get up like, you know, that early. Um, What I was going against, you know, was this belief system that in order to make a living with your own business, you know, you need to just be like hustling your eyes off. And there are times where you are going to put in more hours at the start when you have a business, but like, I mean, come on, like, don't do it at the, you know, at the mercy of your health. Like, uh, all those things seem so important until you've burned yourself out so bad that your health starts failing. And then you're like, oh, wow, none of that was that big of a deal. So, but I held this belief, right? And I vividly remember, ultimately really regret even telling you this right now, but, uh, because it's very embarrassing, but also whatever, uh, standing in the kitchen, talking to my mother-in-law at the time and, this was the other thing is I was also probably very deeply insecure. So I think I had a lot of things to prove that like, 
you know, when people around you are like, oh yeah, that's not going to work. You're like, oh yeah, just watch me. Like I'll do anything to prove it to you. So I was explaining to her how there are part-timers, full-timers, and all the timers. And I said, if you want to make it in business, a part-timer only works 40 hours a week. A full-timer works 60 hours a week and an all-the-timer, guess what? They work 80 to 100 hours a week. And I said, that's what I am. Isn't that cool? And was it giving me a financial return? No, not really. Um, Another time, uh, my wife at the time, she went to, uh, she went away on a trip with my daughter. And so... I I had the house to myself for a few days and I spent a lot of time just aimlessly punching into the keyboard but really had no idea what I was doing because I didn't understand really what my revenue generating activities were at the time and they came back and I said, you know, guess how many hours I worked over the last, I can't remember how many days it was, three days, something like that and I was like, 51 hours and it's like, wow. Wow. I'm glad they didn't ask me how much money I made because I would have been like, well, you know, right about zero. So working hard for the sake of working hard is literally the dumbest thing in the world. And I want you to stop it right now because all you're doing is burning yourself out and you're being busy for the sake of being busy. We want more business and way less busyness. So number one, the thing number one out of three that is keeping you stuck And there are three things that your subconscious mind will not really let you act against. And it will put your body into a fight, flight, or freeze mode when you try to go against this program. So the first thing are your beliefs, right? Your belief systems are what are governing everything you do. Because hear this, beliefs drive behavior. If you have a deep-rooted belief that the only way that you can make a living is to work a 40-hour week, then guess how many hours you are going to find a way to work. I don't even need to tell you that it's 40, right? If you have a deep-rooted belief that you can have a seven-figure business working 10 hours a week, which I know people that do that, guess what? You're probably not going to let yourself work a lot more than 10 hours, and you're probably not going to make a lot less than a million because it's part of your belief system and your subconscious mind guarantees you are going to find a way to make that work, right? So if you have these belief systems in place that, you know, everything's a struggle and you can't get by and it's hard to pay the bills and all these things, don't keep working harder with the same mental blueprint. It's killing you. It could literally kill you because stress is very bad. So that's the first thing that we're up against is beliefs. And beliefs are not necessarily true. They are just things that we believe to be true. We feel a deep sense of certainty about them in our bodies, right? In our nervous system, we actually look at it and go, yes, that is a fact. But when we start to question it, we go, "Mm, okay, well, maybe, okay, maybe it's not factual, but it's true for me, right? And it's like, well, is there evidence that is not true for me? Mm, Okay, now we're starting to peel back the layers of the onion a little bit and realize that overworking is not the key to happiness. Okay, so beliefs are the one thing that will keep us very, very stuck. And there's a great saying that says, you are one belief away from a completely different life. A belief is also a thought that you keep thinking over and over and over and over. Only takes 21 to 67 days to build that neural pathway until you say, yep, that's true. Yep, that's factual. Uh, Meanwhile, could be total BS, right? Now, the second thing is your model of the world. 
uh, also known as your your perceptual filters, uh, your perception of the way things are. Again, is it always true? Of course not, right? If you are desperately looking for a relationship, terrible way to get a relationship, but if you're desperately looking for a relationship, but you have this model of the world that there's no good ones left out there, then... I mean, you're probably going against like some unworthiness patterns and stuff here, but just kind of understand that, you know, uh, there are lots of good ones out there, but if your perceptual filters are tuned for seeing the lack of evidence for that, they're tuned to see how there really are no good people out there, then guess what? You know, it's, it's not going to happen very quickly, if ever. And you know what's going to happen? Even if you do get into a relationship, you're going to feel, because you have that model of the world, that there's no good people out there that are available. Even if one of those comes along, you will find a way to sabotage that relationship so quickly. Okay? Because, again, it goes against what, what your perception of everything is, right? So if you have a belief or, or a perception of the world, model of the world, that you know, the world's a dangerous place, well, then you're going to go looking for danger, right? But if you uh, start to train yourself to believe that, like, the universe is a very friendly, very abundant, very providing environment, which it is, I mean, just look at nature, then your whole entire life is going to change, right? Because we don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. Now, the last thing that is keeping you stuck, and oh my God, is this ever important to understand, is your self-perception, Your self-image is the thing that will make you really rich or keep you really broke. It is the thing that is going to keep you overweight or in really good shape. It's the thing that's going to make you eat terrible food or really good food. It's the thing that's going to make you happy or depressed, right? Because we get addicted to our idea of who we are. We forget the fact that we are literally a ghost pushing a meat skeleton around for a temporary, you know... Uh, period of time, we actually get so obsessed with ourselves. And when your self perception, right, when an opportunity, let's just say, for example, you have a self image of someone that is, you know, not attractive or desirable. Okay. And somebody really good looking comes along and they're like, hey, I really like you. You know, like, would you like to go on a date? You will have, even though consciously you've maybe daydreamed about this for years, you will have the biggest freak out in the world on the inside because you're like, I don't deserve this. Are you kidding me? Like, this is so not who I am, right? And then you'll find a way to get single again, and then you have something to complain about, and so on and so forth, right? We don't need to look much further than the statistics on lottery winners to see uh, how this applies in our life right? Uh, 68% of lottery winners go broke in three years or less, or hmm, they are in worse debt than they were to begin with. My goodness, think about that. Because what do you think those people were thinking the moment they won the lottery? Wow, exciting, amazing. But guess what? If they perceive themselves as the $50,000 a year earner, and all of a sudden they have 20 million in the bank, Why on earth would they even want to keep that around, right? All of a sudden, they're like, whoa, hang on. I've heard of, uh, read a story about a lottery winner who won $25 million, blew it all in a matter of months, 
till he was completely broke again. And they said, how does this feel? He said, honestly, feels way better than having all that money. I didn't know what to do with it, right? So this is why when you, when you deeply want something and it's not showing up, ask yourself, how do you perceive yourself? Do you see yourself as worthy of that or no? Because worthiness is one thing that holds us back to such a degree. Okay, so just understanding like how addicted we get to our identities and then how to reprogram yourself for reversing these things because you can reverse your beliefs, your model of the world and your self-perception. Now, the first way, you know, is practiced repetition, doing something over and 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 over until you train your body. The subconscious goes, okay, I get it. We do this now. Cool. Thank you. Um going to the gym would be a great example of this, right? You're not going to meditate your way to the gym. Uh, You could visualize yourself to go into the gym, but when you go to the gym, the first like week or two is really going to suck. You're going to be like, this just is not fun, right? But then what happens after a period as early as 21 days, right? You actually have built that connection in your brain of, okay, I go to the gym. Okay, I go to the gym. This is what I do. And guess what? Guess what happens when you do that long enough is it becomes part of your identity and then it becomes impossible not to go to the gym. Isn't that cool? It becomes impossible for you to avoid the gym. It's like you're a magnet to it. You have to go. You love it. So this is one way to reprogram. Now, the second way, and I have tried many, many, many different ones. I I feel like I've been the guinea pig for a lot of people because needing to know why I did what I did was what has led me to so much of this work. Uh, Meditation, of course, we know that already. We talked about that two episodes ago. Uh, Hypnosis, again, getting your brain into that suggestible state. Uh, Reprogramming, you know, overwriting the program in the subconscious mind, creating a new belief system. Uh, The only thing with hypnosis is that if you don't know how to do self-hypnosis and some stuff comes up in between your sessions, you kind of got to wait until you go back to your practitioner or your hypnotherapist, right? Uh, There are many different ones like Psych-K is is really great. There are things like emotion code, body code, um, havening therapy also works very well. The one that I use that works the fastest, the easiest with I think the greatest level of permanence is EFT. Uh, emotional freedom techniques because the one thing that's stopping you from having what you want is that fight, flight, or freeze response. Okay, so just kind of understanding that you can change, but you need to understand the how. Okay, you need to understand the how and you need to understand why you are where you are and it's all based upon your subconscious program, right? You already have the perfect amount of money, the perfect body, the perfect... Uh, The perfect everything, the perfect house, you drive the perfect car based on what you think you deserve. So in order for things to change, you have to change. Now, I ran a masterclass this morning called Unlocked, and it was an amazing experience. And what I decided after this was that I wanted to open up two spots to take two people to work with one-to-one on a 90-day basis. So this means meeting every single week. And this has very little, if not nothing to do with strategy and practical how-to. This has everything to do 
with energy because you know the crazy thing about strategy is that A, it's dime a dozen. Strategy can be found if you deeply, deeply, deeply were on board with, you know, and your subconscious was on board with making your first million or something, man, you could do it selling paper straws, right? And when it's not, Elon Musk could come to your house, write you a business plan, you say, mm, I don't know about this, right? So it has everything to do with energetics. So the 90-day quantum leap is 12 weeks of focused one-to-one work on discovering, eliminating, and reprogramming the core beliefs that are keeping you where you are so that you can reach your goals and achieve what you want to achieve faster with less effort, if that sounds okay with you. This also includes Voxer support, monthly guided sleep imagery, brain training audios, and a monthly guided tapping meditation. So if this is something that interests you, you can go to jordanulrich.com forward slash coaching and we can just have a short call to see if this would be a good fit with you or not. And if not, I will be very, very honest with you. So thank you so much for taking the time with me here today. I love showing up and helping people get where they want to go and design the life that they want, but not just design it, actually live it. And I'm staring at the window at some snow right now, so I'm just going to keep doing that for maybe the next hour, and then who knows what's in store because weekends are great. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you, and I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanulrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.